Hello and good afternoon. Welcome back to another Fit Finance session. Um, we are another musketeer down this, this week again. Um, it's just myself, Tim Webb, and uh, my colleague, into the friend Tom Sanigals. Um, Henry is off somewhere, telling himself once again. Um, so uh, this week we've got a couple of topics for you. Uh, one of the uh, most pertinent questions we get asked is, uh, should I invest in property or how, you know, how much money should I in property versus that of a a more diversified portfolio or the stock market in general. Um, so I think we're going to kick things off on that sort of topic. I think Tom's got something to share uh, on that on that vein. So Tom. Yes, like like you said, we often get asked that. And reality is you should get more return for investing in a property because you're taking more risk. You're putting all your eggs in one basket. Um, but there's been an interesting article from Schroeder's this week. And obviously we um, invest clients in the markets and have been doing so for for, for many years um, but I think there's a lot of misconceptions around return and and, and the various bits and pieces and um, so Schroeder's put out an article this week um, the data is based on the Bank of England's data so impartial to Schroeder's even though Schroeder's is an investment house and um, effectively if you took a hundred thousand pounds worth of UK property 25 years ago um, it'd be worth on average £416,000 today. Even if you're in the London market, it would be worth £648,000. Or uh, unfortunately, if you're in Yorkshire, it's much, much nicer than um, probably being in a dirty flat in, in London, um, then that'd be £356,000. Um, if you invested in the global stock market, however, that value would be, so that same £100,000 would be £787,000. Um, so that's 22% more return than even if you invested in the, the best performing market, um, London, obviously, over, over the last, last few years. Um, and it's not just if you look through that 25-year timescale. It's the same if you look over 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, or 30-year um, time horizon. So the market can um, deliver better returns than property. Um, it's the um, the difference is is if you're in a diversified portfolio, you also get slightly less return, but you also get less of the volatility, and that's understanding risk versus return. And I think the key premium that people forget is liquidity. If if your assets are all tied up in a property, then you can't get access to them. So it's a case of you can have your cake and eat it too. You can have um, more return and still. Um, have have access to your money and i think as well if you start factoring in um the the tax these days um if you're if you're able to get that return within an isa or even unwrapped investments you're paying very low rates of capital gains tax i know we talked about potential reviews to capital gains tax recently um but when you start looking at net returns the, the figures are even even better so um yeah common common misconception that the stock market doesn't perform or doesn't perform as well as property. Um, all assets are good. You're, you're holding real assets. They're going to provide growth in excessive inflation over, over a long enough cycle. But um, yeah, some really interesting, interesting data to kind of back up um, what is often pub chat or hearsay chat about which one is better than better. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I um, don't know about you, but almost ironically, a lot of people that I've been across who, are actually uh, to their own admission actually through our analysis are quite risk averse they tend to just particularly want to drive towards property whereas i always say to them actually looking at it at a top level as a concept there's not too much difference from what you're doing 
with property, i.e. most people buy it on, on the mortgage, and property as, as an asset class, it's one asset class. So you're taking a lump of money, going to the bank, getting as much borrowing on that as possible, and then dumping it all into one asset class, not to mention the other liquidity issues that, and tax issues that you could face as well. So on that basis then, and I say, say this to people, you know, shall we go down the bank and get as much as we can on your capital and then chuck it all in the stock market? Suddenly it's a different reaction. Whereas conceptually, that, that is what you're doing, just in a different, different medium. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't, I'm completely against property or anything like that. It's just opening people's eyes, I think, to as you said, all this conception that it's the easiest thing to sort of think about and, and chuck your money into. Yeah, and it's, it, again, it comes back to diversification. If, if you've got a core portfolio which is liquid, you can get access to it, then then by all means go buy buy property and we can help advise you how best to go go do that whether to do that personally in a limited company whatever it might be um, and we can help um via dan our mortgage expert to to obtain that leverage but it's it's all about having tools and options you don't want to tie yourself to the mast too too much but also you can can get better returns and um lots of people will say well should i pay off my mortgage it will depends on how much risk you want to take it, I don't think, but like in your example, no one's saying run a 90% mortgage interest only and put all your money in the market. I think it's finding a balance, which is, which is comfortable, but equally if you've got a 200 grand mortgage and you've got 200 grand in the market, um, yes, it might move up and down, but um, it, it's unlikely that you need to repay your mortgage instantly in a, in a short period of time, but you could probably, have some liquidity, gain uh, a better return than what the interest that you pay in the bank, um, and and still um, still prosper in, in the market. So um, yeah, I think that particularly new investors that that's often often asked. Um, uh, having both is good, but I think having a core portfolio and having liquidity and access to your money is um, particularly in the, this day and age with people don't know what's going on with jobs or anything. Then um, yeah, having having your assets tied up is, uh, uh, is, is, is another price to pay at the same time. Um, but moving on from that topic, I mean, if you've got any questions on that or anything in particular, then, then come and speak to us. And, and every, every instant is, is different. So either comment below or come and have a chat with us. But I think, Tim, you've been uh, reading some articles about what's going on, uh, Trump and China, and um, that, that never-ending saga, it seems. Yeah, no, I know. Any of our listeners will be bored to hear me mention it again. But um, yeah, over the weekend, anybody who's keeping up to date with this, so on Saturday, uh, the US and China were, were scheduled to meet to discuss uh, the, the, the um, uh, progress, I suppose, or, or the, the status, if you like, of the phase one um, trade deal, which was meant to have been done also in December, beginning of this year. But it's actually been postponed um, for, for whatever reason. Um, I don't, I've come, I'm coming across a a further reason, but nevertheless, it has been postponed, which obviously is a good uh, indicator of the health of the relations potentially. Um, I have seen some chat about it being perhaps uh, you know, now that we're closer to um, the ever closing November, the, the election time for Mr. Trump, um, whether or not he's sort of gearing up for more of a more of his protectionism uh, type approach, approach um, to look potentially to ramp up more votes. Um, uh, but you know, who, who will know? In terms of in relation to the market, actually, the market hasn't really had too much of an issue with it. The FTSE was sitting at the same sort of level that it has been for a good few weeks now, if not months, sort of around the 6100 6, level. 
Um, I know I've got some more information a little bit later on on the marketing generally and then globally, um, but actually it seems to have been fairly well received. But I suppose actually it's a little bit more of a more of the same rather than a, an outcome, whether it be good or bad. It's a sort of you know, TBC. I, th um, I think it's going to rumble on for for a while. I think um, yeah. I think in some ways the Chinese will probably know that they'll have leverage over Trump in any negotiation because of the, the election and he'll want a win prior to the election and therefore um, almost better to not lose than to um, risk. Yeah, risk ahead of, ahead of an election, particularly when there's a lot of talk around how well he's dealt with the crisis. And um, I think Biden's doing very well over there in terms of gaining momentum, but I know that the core base of Trump is is very strong. I think um, as much as lots of people are predicting a Biden win, I think it's it's still very much 50-50. I think yeah. no one predicted him winning in the first place. So, um, and I think it's very hard to move those voters from where they are now. You've got to change people's opinion. So, um, yeah, they're quite hardline voters. Um, there's always people in the middle, but um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see see what happens. But um, uh, is well, you know, obviously, it's um, in addition to that, he's uh, banned the use of TikTok, hasn't it, in, in the US, which China definitely wasn't happy about. Um, in uh, well, in, in the fear that it was linked to the Chinese um, intelligence services and that and that sort of thing. So, you know, it's, it's clearly irons in the fire. It's just knowing or not not knowing. <laughs> how they come out but it's yeah. yeah and i think you'll see more of that you'll see more of um sort of optical things like tiktok where they can create they can create a story without having to really do much um because that that will help his campaign rather than actually trying to do do a deal um despite being the, the art of the deal is his uh so so called forte um <laughs> I think I think you'll just see lots of more rhetoric from 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 both sides, rather than any sort of significant movements. And I think, therefore, on a on a global macro scale, that's probably less of an issue. I think it's 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 fairly factored in. It's weighing on valuations, but um, yeah, uh, I think unless we start seeing significant second second wave, then um, I think markets will continue to to tick up. But I think. Um, it's interesting you mentioned the FTSE being at um, the 6-1 level or, or there and thereabouts. Um, uh, there's an article in the FT um, sort of explaining the US markets, um, uh, I think Korea and um, China have pretty much recovered most of those, um, those losses, um, whereas a lot of the European markets are, are still down considerably. Um, that does offer some some opportunity. I think it's probably a a good barometer of what the the rest of the economy is doing because those those markets that have seen a lot of recovery is because of the the high tech element. Whereas if you look at the UK or Europe, there's there's very little tech tech exposure. So um, yeah, it's uh, there's there's definitely different cycles going on uh, at the moment. So it's, it's interesting, but. Uh, again, if you diversify, there's not nothing really to worry about. I think a lot of clients' portfolios have been down, come back up, and are either level or or, or slightly under. And given the economy outside, that that's a pretty good pretty good scenario to be in. And then hopefully, um, 
once things start to progress, then then they'll keep pushing on from there. Um, so a good good sort of place to sort of either enter the market or, or build the portfolio from from then on. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, obviously we've got one more quarter left of the year, but if we could come out, uh, you know, even you know, level headed from where we started in the year, so maybe a little bit of growth at the end, given what's gone on in society and in the world this year, I don't think that's too bad. You know, you could ask um, of your investments really. Um, of course, other people would disagree with that. Some people will think that you know, should be carrying on, but uh, but yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a lopsided, um, lopsided economy at the moment. I think if you look at earnings from some of the FTSE companies, um, some of them have had some really good returns at, uh, following um, the results. I think Right Move was up eight percent in a day, something like something like that. Next has held up really well, considering it's a retailer, but others have others have faltered. So um, there's definitely winners and losers out there just got to stay diversified and, um, and and have some good active management at the same time. I think it, indexing has its place by all means, but um, it, um, as long as you can deal with the, the pros and cons of different approaches, but um, that's, that's what we're here to explain. There's no right or wrong way. It's just finding out what's best and what's most comfortable for, for you really at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Very subjective. It's an art. It's an art, it's not, it's not a science. I always tell people, much to the confidence. Buy all the data. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I think that's that's it from us for this week. Um, but yeah. yeah, as always, please um, comment on on what we're saying. Uh, if you disagree with us, then we'd be more than happy to uh, discuss why you're wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there's no right or wrong. But um, yeah, some some interaction or comments there. Uh, they're always welcome. So um, yeah, thanks for listening and uh, yeah, tune in next time. Take care.